from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody! Admit it, you can't hear that music without kind of jogging your shoulders and moving your hands a little bit. Absolutely. It's just, you expect Shaft to come busting through the door. I love that. It's the Masonic Light Podcast, episode 153. 153. 100. Can you believe that? Larry, that's a lot of episodes. No. That's a lot. Well, we are joined in the studio tonight by Holden Green. We're going to get to know him uh, throughout the show tonight, but uh, Holden, welcome. Thank you for having me. Nice to see everyone here. Good to have you on. Uh, Tonight's episode is sponsored by our show sponsors, uh, George J. Grovenson, Hireman Solomon Cigars, Scott J. Helm Electric, and Intermezzo by Stephanie. In fact... Just before we began tonight, <laughs> I placed an order with. Yes, you did. Intermezzo by Stephanie. And you have already received a reply from her. I got a text message saying, from Intermezzo you, by Tim. Stephanie saying Absolutely my order was on the way. She's on the ball. <clears throat> and I'm looking at two Easter baskets filled with what you delivered to me. You know what's not in that? By the way, you charged me for that delivery. You oh, know shut that. up. You, you know, he delivered it to I you. I delivered it to you. You know what's not in that bag? Slow burn. No, well that, but um, chocolate um, peanut butter eggs. Oh, oh! Because it's Easter time, right? And every church does a fundraiser selling yeah. chocolate Easter eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Every, uh, peanut butter Easter eggs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie said, "Let them have it. <laughs> it's not okay. That fight. I'm not going to fight that fight and compete against you know the the Columbia you know church you know Easter egg." thing so that's one thing you'll never find in there um, see i would have bought chocolate peanut butter eggs from her and chocolate covered not fruit, anybody else like uh like the strawberry you know at east at uh, valentine's day everybody wants chocolate strawberries yeah they you, you can't keep them fresh unless right. unless you douse them in so much toxic chemistry <laughs> well i don't know what's on it i'm not saying that you said that larry but whatever's on it, um, it affects the taste for sure. She's like, nah, that's okay. The local people, there's local people that dip chocolate. Makes a body look good, though. But anyway, well, thank you guys for your patronage. And Absolutely. Uh, those of you in Masonic land, she's got a lot of, uh, she's got little uh, Lego masons that you can, she'll do do up in chocolate for you. She does all kinds of good stuff. I just okay. ate one the other night. Jump up there. <laughs> a Lego man? Yeah, it was celebrating our 40 my 49th year we give candy out in the lodge oh, nice. to everybody that celebrates our anniversary and we had the little uh, lego masonic man oh his head fell off i ate it and <laughs> i ate part of his shoulder it happens sometimes because it's wilbur chocolate yes yes and that's the point Shh, larry that's the secret don't be telling the shop telling. secrets <laughs> you give him a tour and he reveals all the secrets <laughs> i'm telling you now why. i have to cut out your tongue larry. so since we don't have a um, an actual ad yet cut for Intermezzo by Stephanie for our show, we did. Um, where can they? We did at one point. 
Um, where can our listeners find this fine chocolate? Well, there, she's in a couple of stores around the area. Um, but if you're in California or it, on it, If you're Pluto, listening from one of Larry's many planets that we're on, um, you can go on the interwebs to www.intermezzo, that's with two Zs, by Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E. And I actually found that if you get com. to the intermezzo buy in the It'll Google probably search, come up. Stephanie pops up. Yep. She's got her SEO pretty well knocked That's out. pretty darn good. And, um, and she's, she's, we've shipped to Japan. Um, we've, we've shipped all over the country. Uh, we've so. ship, shipped to Canada. <clears throat> so okay. It's that Wilbur chocolate. But, she's uh, going to owe us chocolates for this kind of play. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Holden, uh, normally what we do is we begin by going around the table and talking about what we've been doing Masonically over the last several weeks. And so, um, Larry. That'll be the shortest. What have you been doing since breakfast? Really will, because I haven't even been at breakfast. Get into the microphone. Haven't been at breakfast for the past couple weeks because my poor wife had a knee replacement and is doing well with that, but her back went out and... Yeah, she has some major, major back problems. Uh, so I haven't been really doing a lot. I think the only thing I really did was our lodge meeting since the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was it, the lodge meeting. That's all. Okay. There you go. Jack. Uh, I continued with my men- – it's called mentoring, but it's really Masonic education to the for the new candidates. It's a little bit of mentoring. They, they, it, they every, I think everybody enjoys getting together, including me. Uh, I do that – every monday night uh as i can and the guys uh are learning the oath and obligation we'll talk a little bit about what you had to go through but you you had a, i think i think what you, what they're doing at your lodge is is uh, aligns nice with with what we do here but the big thing for me was on saturday i went to uh one north broad street yes you did to the academy of masonic knowledge and i listened to a couple of speakers that were really thought-provoking uh both intelligent both well presented uh it was um chuck dunning was was one of them um uh, contemplative masonry is his i think it's his latest book but there may be a a new one about to come i don't know um but chuck was very you know he's very like the mindfulness of masonry so it was interesting to hear um sort of that perspective on it and then um, the other fellow, um, oh, is it Bob Nathan? Do you uh, remember? Shoot. I have his card at home, and I've yeah. actually corresponded with him, but I can't think of The other guy. Um, but anyway, listen to it on YouTube, and yep. you can find out his name. But uh, he was great. I'm trying to get him on the show, uh, but I guess if I can't remember his name, it probably, be hard to find. probably won't look good uh, when he listens to this episode. So, uh, but anyway, he was more about the uh, physical and the spiritual um, and how they reflect in Freemasonry and in the ritual work and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a good conversation at the end. Um, it, was, it, was, it was reasonably well attended. I think it's t- uh, it, for people that are used to going to Elizabethtown to an event like that. Uh, it's wide open parking. It's giant bright blue sky. It's green grass. And, you know, you walk into this magnificent cruise ship in a cornfield and uh, it, it, that's a particular experience when you when you park in Philadelphia, like downtown. It's a different feel. 
the building is unimaginable. Uh, it there there can only be a few that even come close in the world. But it's um, it was cool. It's the first it's the first event I've ever gone to there uh, that I just came as a witness. I did I conferred a third degree once. Uh, in the Egyptian room, and I think if you f- you can probably find that on an old episode somewhere, but um, it's a it's just splendid. There's no uh, I don't know splendid Mag- magnificent doesn't work, but splendid is is it? It's cool. Very good. So Holden Green, yes. I don't want to get into Larry's six questions, but uh, why don't we tell the fo- the listeners just a little bit about you in terms of start with what lodge are you a member of? So I'm a member of Millersville Lodge 476, and besides that, I'm a Demolay, and I put a petition into Amaranth and Eastern Star so far. Oh my God! They already got me. So before you leave tonight, we need to give you the real secret Masonic word. Actually, given their family, it won't work. No, it won't. It won't so carry. Over. It won't carry over. But All seriously, right. we're really glad to have you here tonight. Have you been doing something other than? Trying to learn your oath and obligation over the last couple of months. I haven't memorized any dialogue besides proficiency for my degrees. Awesome. He does show up at meetings. He does. He Absolutely. Oh, meeting. I know. I was there oh, the yeah. last state, state meeting. I don't think, and state stated and extra, I don't think I've missed anything sure, yet. That's great. You're with me. Yeah, that's right. I was sitting right next to you. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so is Josh. Amazing. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. All right, Josh, how, how about you? Joshy McJosherson. Uh, I actually managed to attend Lodge meeting. For, uh, <gasps> oh, what? what? Millersville Lodge number 476. Man, Lamberville. 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 You guys did it wrong. Yeah. What? It's Lamberville. Millerton. 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 <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a British docuseries. It, it does. <laughs> Yeah, I did that and mixed the last episode, of course. Yeah, but, did, uh, you did a great job on that. Which oh, and I, I finally got my my uh, chapter dues paid. Oh. Amazing. Do you qualify Very for good. other stuff now? I sent. I, I did make several attempts, and I did actually send it. But Okay. Well, we can know, take him off of the list so we I don't have to keep calling him. Off. So what, what else? What was it? Oh, it was that other. Yeah. Got yeah, it. so we'll we'll do that before we take our break. Cool. Um, so what have I been involved with? What Harrisburg Lodge of Perfection meeting? Uh, he's got notes. I always have notes. <laughs> um, They're not digital though. First district training in Mount Joy for secretaries and treasurers and worshipful masters. I got to tell you all a funny Moyer story later. Can't do it on the show. No. Um, Moyer stories are the best. On the thirteenth, uh, Samuel C. Perkins conferred the. Um, Mark Master degree, ah, which was nice. amazing, and good buddy over in Carlisle, Dan Confort conferred it. He had seen the degree one time a year ago when he got it, and he f- did the master's role. Holy moly. Yeah, buddy. He did an amazing job. I told him afterwards, I said, you know what this means, don't you? He goes, what? I said, you're, you're doing this till you die. You're buddy. dead. You're doing this yeah. till you die. It, Holden, just for reference, the, 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 that degree in York Wright is probably two hours long. Two and a half oh, Master sure. Mason degrees. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, uh, it really is three different degrees. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a real experience. Uh, let's see here. Lodger Research Audit. Actually worked with our brother Seth Anthony and Alan Moyer on doing that. We had a great location picked out. You worked out with for Alan that. Moyer. 
Alan, oh, the yeah. other one. Yeah, buddy. He's a hoot. <laughs> Uh, I did uh, watch the Academy of Masonic Knowledge on the interwebs nice. Saturday, which was really good because you can um, bring your own beverages to that. What? Who says always, I didn't? Always makes the uh, <laughs> I didn't. coffee I taste really didn't. better. I didn't. I didn't. And then Monday night, um, I was installed as District Illustrious Master in Harrisburg Council Number 7. <laughs> what? Nice. Yeah. Aww. So uh, that's been my trip around the Masonic world the last couple of weeks. Awesome. One thing we didn't mention, and I know Jack wanted to go there, was that we were all honored to participate in something that wasn't necessarily Masonic, but we were invited um, to join uh, Stephanie's family memorial for Pete. And um, that and that's that's what this it, meant to him yes. we were family and yeah and i i'm just beyond honored do it go no i and it was it was just beautiful it was um it was concise but not short not brief you know it, it was to the point a couple people you know gave some thoughts and uh there was there was some music from steph's musical group and um la la luna if you that want to last piece Book your book your concert now. That last piece they sang. Was it was really haunting, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was very, um, it's very interesting piece. Yes. I'd never heard that before. It was very nice. Um, but um, yeah, and then we went over and hung out at the at Lamberville Lodge, uh, <laughs> and um, and had a, a fellowship meal, and um, some other people got up and spoke, and it was just it was very nice and. I, I guess, um, I mean, in the last few months, I, I've come to understand how much this meant to him. Yeah. Um, more than I ever thought it did. I, I thought this was just one of the the things that he does that's funny, that makes people laugh, that he just, you know, does a good thing and, and keeps it going. But we, um, we did, uh, we at the podcast decided that um, the work that Pete has has done um it should be it should be turned around to recognize other people um who are doing good in their communities and we haven't haven't altogether nailed down the criteria but we are going to produce a uh, a medallion uh, maybe a, a three inch you know kind of bronze medallion um in pete's memory uh that on the front is a horse because he raised money for the Lancaster Mounted Police Unit with the Santa Stumble. A Doberman Pinscher, because he fostered Doberman Pinschers. That used to love to bite Jack. That used to bite me. And right in the center, there is a monkey with a fuzz. And, and that, was, that was all the other stuff that Pete did, all the fun nonsense stuff that he did. But the motto on the front is uh, what we decided Pete was, and I think I said this last week, um, have fun, do good, um, and so that's that came out of that meeting. So. Absolutely, and you'll hear more about that going forward as we proceed. Um, but that was truly a, a touching day. Larry, tell us about what was in the on the upper level of the lodge building. He's not going to remember this. Oh, the museum. Oh my, yeah. <clears throat> Need some tea. 
Yeah, after the funeral service, we went to the lodge. And in the lobby of our lodge, Stephanie had set out different mementos, different things that Pete collected over the years, like his favorite T-shirts, his favorite Masonic memorabilia. I mean, there's so many different things that he was involved in. And it was literally like going into a museum. And everything you looked at, you could place him with. I mean, it was amazing. It was really great. And that was before we had our, our sit-down family kind of dinner. But yeah, that was, that was amazing. It was amazing. Really was. You know what my favorite item was, other than his Masonic Light podcast microphone and badge? <laughs> the Pink Floyd t-shirt. Oh, okay. And okay. so those of you, it was Did literally... Did you create that the first time? I'm not sure. I don't care. I need to I, ask that Stephanie. But it is a picture of, hits. of Floyd the Barber in Andy Griffith in pink. And so that be Pink Floyd. Yeah. I've seen that yeah. so many it times. It was hilarious. Hey. So uh, we're going to, before Larry starts talking to the hey, people we, in the hallway. We, we have a whole, uh, We're being we haunted. Wait a minute. Like, keep going. Oh, we got to keep running. Yeah, all right. We're going to keep going. Oh, we have an audience here. We're being invaded by. Hey, the, uh, hey speak up. Had. Give us applause. Yeah. Welcome, guys. So we have a room full now. Um, why don't you each step up to the microphone and tell us just who you are? Hi, my name is Matt Engel, past master here of Effort of Lodge 665. Awesome. Hey, I'm Ryan Moran. I'm the junior deacon currently. You had to think about that for a minute? <laughs> uh, Jay Lammy, junior master of ceremonies. Sean DeRose Persevent. And senior master of ceremonies. Ron Crosby, fill in senior master ceremonies. <laughs> All right. They literally just came downstairs from a rehearsal where they're uh, practicing for the conferral of a Master Mason's degree. So, how is it that Efforta does such good work on their degree nights? Practice. Could it be? Practice, practice, practice. makes perfect. There it is. All right. Try to, anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back and uh, talk more to our guest Holden Green, and maybe some of our other guests that are We'll be right back. Why choose George J. Grove and Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. guest this evening is Holden Green. Hello, Holden. Holden Green. And the thing about it is, Holden has been listening to our show, I think, since the first one we ever did. Since in utero. And his grandfather told me one day that our biggest fan is Holden. And he would 
I guess his grandfather bought him shirts with Masonic Light podcasts. And I see this Mm -hmm. kid who's 12 years old going around with these shirts on Masonic Light podcasts. He listened to the first. He was actually... We invited his mother, Jonna Hoovergreen. So, so let's take a moment before, like, are you building to the yeah, big I'm reveal? Yeah, I'm building. I'm building. Okay, you're okay, building to I'm the reveal. Building. Okay, I got it. And are we going to see this in the next five minutes? Actually, on episode eleven yep. of our show. Yes. When he was twelve years old. Wow. He's been listening to the show ever since. He's probably one of our historians. We don't know yet. We haven't quizzed him. And he's a guest on our show tonight. And basically, he's a guest because we want him to tell us. His story from Demolay to Master Mason. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Can I hold Tell on? Because you didn't even go where you needed to go. His, he, has, he has the most Masonic pedigree right. I've ever met right. of anybody. Right? Tonight's show I mean, is about Holden, not the pedigree. <laughs> no, it is about the pedigree because it hel- I think it helps to make who, Holden who he is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think. So tell us about your pedigree. <laughs> so I knew... That my parents and all my family were involved in this thing called the Masonic Groups. That's all I knew it as. And so we're going to do a, a meal. I would always help my grandma. I maybe I wouldn't help early on. What before I was ten, before I was, was just legal. sort of yeah. sort of babysitting. Shh. But <laughs> but I was always there in the Masonic Center in Lancaster with uh, my grandma Sandy, and so I've been in the round, and I'm glad to finally be hands deep into all this. So, so the long answer is his grandmother Sandy is the Sandy Hoover that makes the chicken pot pie that Larry drools on the table Absolutely when it's mentioned. Absolutely the mm-hmm. best. Okay, so that's Indian. the Sandy Hoover. That's grandma. And grandpa. Grandpa is R. Scott Hoover, who has been a friend of everyone and especially the show for since the beginning. And a regular contributor. Yes. And not only that, Scott's father, chief of police, Lancaster City Police Department, yeah. was a master mason in our mm-hmm. lodge as well. Yeah. And I think worshipful master at one time. Let yes. him tell So that. the lineage keeps going back and back. <laughs> Who so. else do you know about in the family, Holden? Is it? So on my mom's side, too, um, my great-grandfather was a master mason, and I th- believe he was a worshipful master. Not all of his kids, all s- he had four boys. Uh, not all of them were Masons, only one or two at most, I believe. Uh, but they, he was very into it. His name was Mitch Huber, okay. and he loved it. He loved Masons. Talk about cool. your uncles. Um, yep, and all my immediate uncles, they're all Masons. And not all of them still attend Blue Lodge, but the ones that do, like Jason Hoover, he is a good mentor for me, and I ask him questions whenever I see him. And past master of and Lamberton Lodge. Yep, he was a past master, and I was at his... Uh, now Millersville. Yeah, I was at his installation before I was even a Demolay, and so that was fun. Cool. And so is that what drew you first into Demolay? And just how about your dad? What? Or, or, the, or that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about his dad? Yeah, my actual father he isn't involved in blue lodge too much but he's very supportive of his wife and my mom and amaranth and eastern star oh wait a minute actual father is there well uh, the clarification was maybe maybe someone who thinks r scott is my dad was listening oh okay okay yeah that is true people do that yeah there is an imprint plus Mm -hmm. you worked for him yep yeah exactly yeah, so it's a, I understand how it gets confusing, and I'm used to it. So whenever someone says it, I just don't, I don't even tell them <laughs> that they made that they were wrong. 
Well, we'll just call him Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Grandpa. Yeah. So, all right. Now, my question. So, I assume that it Larry, was. Larry, did you get to number two? It was all that affiliation that, that got you interested in, in the DMLA. So, I was ne- I never knew about DMLA before I was 12 years old or about around that age. <clears throat> my mom, I was homeschooled, did computer school, actually. And when my mom said you could join this group where you'd meet a bunch of other kids your age, I was right into it. So I'd never heard about it until she said, there's a youth group you could join called DMLA. And I was instantly ready for it. Cool beats. I right. knew it was connected to the Masons, and that was even more cool. So back Maso- to you, Larry. Masonic families out there with children, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it definitely, definitely is. Ask your um, second question, Larry. No, that was second okay. question, which is okay. You were following the... the what did DMLA teach you? DMLA has taught me a lot rather, between social skills and also public speaking. I remember a time when I attended Keyman University, which is a event, a week-long event, stay away, where the kids are all around the nation come to Elizabethtown, actually. We had some people from Canada my first time, and most of the times there are people that come from up north. Um, and I remember I was in a group. Everyone gets split up into different groups, and the older kids are learning stuff like ritual proficiency and how to plan events and stuff like that. But I, since I was a brand-new member, I was in the uh, group called – I forget what it was called, but it was basically the basics of DMLA. And at the end of it, at the seventh day of the stay-away camp, I was told I had to prepare this speech. And so the day before, I wrote it out and presented it to my little group. But then once I got up in front of the hundred-something people that were listening to me at the main event, I was shaking so much I could barely read my paper. (laughs) And so coming from there to now, it's been a good journey, and DMLA has definitely been the reason that I'm able to memorize stuff and present it in front of the DMLA chapter and, and just public speaking in general in life. Do you think it gave you the tools to become a master mason? So, yes, I do believe that it's a natural step from DMLA to masons. It's not required. I think you get a lot of help from your brethren when you first join a lodge if you were never a DMLA. But DMLA, you're into it. You know what the basics are, and it makes it much more comfortable. Certainly. When did you know you were going to petition to become a master mason? <clears throat> so I would say. When I joined DMLA, I did not want to be a Mason. Okay. I was like, okay, this is fun, but I probably won't do it forever. Okay. And then around the time I became Master Counselor, which is the Worshipful Master equivalent in DMLA, mm-hmm. then I started to get more serious about it. And I was 14, so I was sort of thrown to the flames uh, because they needed a Master Counselor. And, and then from, now, from then on, I was like, all right, let's join the Blue Lodge. So... And actually, your answers to this actually lead me to the question, because as you said, not all D-Malays will join a lodge, and for a whole lot of reasons, but it's actually very few. What do you think, now that you're a Master Mason, and you've been to some Blue Lodge meetings, Mm -hmm. and you've been involved a little bit in the fraternity, Mm -hmm. from your perspective, Mm -hmm. what can we as Master Masons do to encourage more of those folks coming out of D-Malay to consider Freemasonry. So I could say something like just go out and support them by attending their stated meetings, but even that's not enough. You really have to make a presence and do something impactful that affects them 
um, or their chapter in a positive way that makes them see the Masons as something that they want to be a part of and keep spreading the love that you learn in DMLA and eventually even more love is spread in the Blue Lodge. Was there any point during that experience where um, someone, even even one of your fellow DMLA folks, talked about, okay, I'm in, in X number of years, I'm going to be eligible to join a Blue Lodge? No. See, I think that's one thing we need to do is do more of a direct connection mm-hmm. to those two. Because, again, I think... And, yeah, and sort of, like, present it to them yeah. and be like, this is a thing that you could join and you probably would benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would, would be helpful? That would be very helpful because yeah. they understand that DMLA is helping them, certainly. And not joining the Blue Lodge is just a huge disservice and that they just don't see that. Right. They don't know that. Is it that. presented to them? Is it part of the curriculum? No, not really. Like, Okay, well, that's a good idea. Good idea, maybe. Yeah. Do you know anybody that's involved in that that can? I know a lodge that's what? like right next door to a Masonic um, <laughs> fraternity. What? In a, on a college campus. Lamberville. Lamberville. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right, we're not going to solve the world's okay. problems. We're just creating no, more. No, but my my question is talking about what Tim was saying. How much of a family influence influenced you to make this decision? To the decision for DMLA, it was it was my decision. Your decision. But for and for Lodge, that was my decision. My Good. parents are very uh, nice that they don't over push me or inf- and influence me to do something that they want me to do. How they, about your grandfather? John. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah, you're right. You got that. I know. I got, but, I got that. Yeah. Um, besides <laughs> my grandpa, my parents, they'll present something to me and make it my decision. Good. And I appreciate that because then I feel more connected to it. And knowing your grandparents, knowing your mother, I, I totally agree. That's the way they do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how they trained you, Larry? Ask your third question, Larry. They didn't train me. I made Larry write his questions. I've been around long enough. I trained them. Easy, big (laughs) fella. (laughs) All right. I think we need to take a break. Really? Really? (laughs) I think we all know what that means. So we'll be right back after Larry returns from the With a catheter. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. Larry's, Larry's counting us in. He's pointing at you. He's, he's counting down from five with his fingers. And there's so much arthritis, he can't tell what he's He doing. points to Holden. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's not even a number. It what looks is like that? a root, a root vegetable. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a 
parsnip. <laughs> Typing on the phone is horrible. Oh, tell me about it. Oh. All right, so we're back. I'm so sorry. Oh, gosh. Uh, we're back with our guest. <clears throat> we're back with our guest, Holden Green. Holden. So um, you were saying something intelligent just before the break, and then Larry said, no, we got to go for a break. So you feel as though the um, it, it was for you, it was just a natural movement from from Demolay into Freemasonry. Yes. yes. And we were talking about why that doesn't always happen, mm-hmm. or it doesn't happen for some kids. It happens for some, but not others. And, and I think you said not many. Yeah, very little, very few. Fascinating, and uh, so I, I, th- that that points out something really I- important that we're not going to talk about tonight. But it, um, yeah, it's a de- it's a deficiency among but, ourselves. But it, there's right. definitely a gap somewhere. Uh-huh. There's right. I mean, it's either in Demolay or it's in Freemasonry, it's <coughs> one or the other. But I, but Larry, turn your phone off. Are you kidding me? That's not me. Um, one of the things we began to address. Talking about what you're talking about, Jack. <laughs> Put the parsnips talk, down. And you're talking about talking about this. And talking Tell me, about cornbread, that. what's happening? <laughs> we were at the. They were at the. Um, the DMLA Keyman mm-hmm. last year. Yep. We were on the stage. We did a presentation, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. We yes. were invited back to do it again. Awesome. And that is a way, I think, to convey. Our interest in them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I think we're going to be intentional about that. I couldn't that get ask. that thought out. Thanks, yeah. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a long way around the elbow there, Larry. By the way, by the way, yeah. w- welcome, James, into the studio. By the way, it's good to have you here. All right. Yes. That's James Diener. Yes. Our officer of various positions yes. in, in Lodge. What are you, junior deacon now, right? I have no senior deacon. Senior I have a hard time recognizing Ooh. James without a dress on. <laughs> well, he looks he looks uh, he looks pretty good in a dress. I mean, he, he looks like a young, handsome Albert Pike is what yes, he looks he like. Yeah. Yes, he does. This thing has gone off the rails, Josh. Still right. looks good. So anyway, I think we still have a guest, Holden, who I was asking yeah, a question yes, of, yeah, you were, and you interrupted me, and now I can't remember what the hell I was going to ask. No, I don't but, remember either. Um, I had some questions though. Go. You got questions. Okay. <laughs> got to talk into the mic, though. You're a young man. <laughs> yes. Okay. What does your future look like in life and this fraternity? So, broad spectrum. Well, fortunately, I just got a job at a big painting company called Two Dudes. Yeah, Two Dudes. Two right. Dudes Painting. Uh, Today was my second day in a house painting with them. In so competition three dudes with Grandpa. Now? Yep. Is it three dudes now? No. It's uh, like 74 dudes. They're a big company now. So, and I believe that I will be pursuing a career as a painter. I was pretty undecided, like, even a week ago, if I this is really what I want to do forever. But so far, so good with two dudes. So that's my that's where I see my life going. Nice. Do you have aspirations? You want a franchise of your own or Yeah, that yeah. was the main thing I went into it thinking. I applied as a painter's apprentice despite I could probably have applied as an experienced painter. I've been doing my own jobs now for at least 2 years. Um like in correlation with my grandpa mm-hmm. um and my own jobs that I get worked out together were separate completely from him. So mm-hmm. That was awesome and I wanted to learn more and become very professional in my painting. 
Okay. So, so does that give you an opportunity then to learn like the business side of it where you're it keeping, will. keeping accounts and understanding taxes and all that kind of nonsense? So thankfully I did enroll into Hack and I already took some classes on some uh, very basic business protocol and things like that. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Um, so that was fun. And That's that ended. Harrisburg Area Community College for those of you <laughs> out of territory. Or, big, uh, big or school. on a different planet. So yep. I understand you have some other big plans coming up. Oh my God! Other big plans in my fr- in the fraternity. No, in life. Future. Oh we're yeah, we're still talking about my life. Yeah. The next step for me will be getting married. Right now, I'm engaged to my fiance, Kimberly Myers. I call her Kimmy. She's very wonderful. We've been dating f- um, for four years now. This month. Congratulations. Thank you. That's great. So that's coming. And he's only 19. Remember that. But you're not getting married right away. No, uh, May 2025. Save the date. There you go. Oh, okay. You'll be Good long save the date. Yeah. 21. Good you'll, long be, engagement. you'll be 21. Yep. Good long Whoa. engagement. So we can and drink at his purpose. wedding. No, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. That's why. You really think you really think he's going to drink at his wedding? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. 100%. I don't know if he will, but I know his mom and dad will. Shh. Oh, I'm sorry. Her father, his, her father his listens grandma. to this. Not yeah, his no, gran- not her grand- grandmother grandpa. and grandpa. No, they won't. No, no. Okay. No. So, Larry, ask you a two-part question. Mm-hmm. What about your future in the fraternity? So, like I mentioned earlier, I'm already going to join two appendant bodies. Um, and I want to hold off on joining stuff like the Tall Cedars and other things for at least, like, a year. Because I want to get the feel of the Blue Lodge and really get involved and maybe get my master builder and stuff like that. You're getting an applause from, uh, from Josh. Don't, I that's, recognize that's it. That's one applause. By, <laughs> yeah. by the way, in order to be a tall cedar, you have to be 65 at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway. So something else I would hope you would consider as a young Mason, mm-hmm. along your journey, um, give some consideration while your mind is still young and fresh and like a sponge taking everything in, um, consider going through those chairs. Yes. Because all lodges, I'm not speaking about any lodge in particular, all lodges need young guys in those chairs. So I would encourage you to consider that as part of your awesome future path as well. What do you, what, what do you as, a, as a 19-year-old, and I have to say you're the youngest. No, my son was 18 when he came in. Um, but... Um, what do you seek in this? Why are you here? In, in Freemasonry. In Freemasonry yeah. at Podcast because we made you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to get involved more because I know it comes down to the impact on the community. I love the charitable aspect of all the different groups, and that's my biggest influence to be in, active and involved pretty much, yeah. Good stuff, and they do, and that's where that's where it happens in the appendant bodies. Yeah, so that's that's the good part of it. Yeah, and you mentioned Keyman. We're big supporters of Keyman mm-hmm. here at Ephrata. Uh, both my kids went once, I think, and it's it's a riot. I think it should be required of every kid in in Demoland. Yeah, it's, it's a really wonderful mm-hmm. experience. And when you start seeing advertisements for that, if you have a kid in Demolay, that's um, that's you know, it's very well worthwhile. Yeah. I got to tell you, as an old guy going to Key Man for just those couple of hours that we were there as a podcast last year, it was amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was really our 
it was recorded, but we recorded it in front of a live studio audience. Yes. And we never had. A, we've never done that. What, 70, yeah. 80, 90 people there. I mean, it was, was incredible. Mm -hmm. we, we, we loved it. And from all I understand, the guys loved it. And um, yeah, we, we definitely will be back and we will be more intentional. And with we, our have, we have well. definitely been invited. But I think the thing that one of the things that impressed me most about Key Man. Was a 12-year-old young guy from Harrisburg, mm -hmm. first time being at Key Man, and we asked him some questions, and I was amazed at his response. <laughs> yeah. And he was new to DMLA, yeah. and this kid was amazing. Mm -hmm. I thought, whoa, unbelievable. But that was, he exemplified everybody that was there. Yes. It was amazing. It was super. I'm overusing the word amazing too yeah. much. Yeah. You know, we did a word count on the first, like, 15 episodes. Awesome. And Larry, the top three, we should have a contest. Oh, jeez. Uh, a Larry jar. A Larry jar. <laughs> Every time he says the word amazing, fantastic, uh, what was the other one? Um, it's got to be three. There's got to be three. There was a third. I told you what they were the other day. Yeah, no, I remember. But, but yeah. Corn <laughs> And you could also count the number of times Pete told him to quit tapping on the table and uh, talking to his oh, mic. So. 29, 30, 40, 50 shows, probably. Right. Yeah. Pretty much all of them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so how do you think Freemasonry can help you? By making me a better man. What does that mean? <laughs> well, uh, the, the one thing that stuck out to me during the progress of my degrees is actually studying and enriching yourself through the seven liberal arts. And Ooh, I paid attention. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> nice. Keep talking. And I haven't really divulged most of my, much of my time to that yet, but I know I will because it was part of my degrees. I have to. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> nice. You are encouraged yes. to study. Yes. <laughs> he actually listened to those words. That's, 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 well, that's he listens great. to the show. He knows. So, I mean, <laughs> that's great. Let me ask you a question, Holden. No, I'm sorry. If you had a message to give to young boys about Demolay, what would it be? First off, it would be to get involved. The more you put into it, the more you get out, and that's true for all the Masonic bodies. But I feel it's more. Uh, specific to Demolay because that's such a crucial time of your life where you're learning very foundational stuff that will make you so much more successful than you could ever believe as a 12-year-old if you're listening right now. That's you know, great. I mean, I've heard that phrase so many times that it it makes my skin crawl when I hear somebody about to say it because I know it's coming that that you get out of it what you be but it's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is true. So true. If you don't put anything into it, it's it's you miss the opportunity to be a part of it. I actually mm -hmm. heard someone high up say, "You actually get out more than you put into it." Certainly. I think you do. But if yeah. but if you put nothing into it, you don't expect to get anything out of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the real truth. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just want to say before we close. This afternoon around 3 o'clock, I get a text from Tim. He said, do you have questions lined up? <laughs> I made him write these down. No. I said, of course, maybe, possibly, 
I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and Jack says, oh, Lord. And Tim does a face to him, mean, hand to face. <laughs> but I did have six questions. Larry, I want you to know. And I said. I'm very impressed that you came in here prepared. We could promote him to Cub Reporter. Well, Cub Reporter. That's right. <laughs> Cornbread Maris. So I answered. Wow. I have six questions, and I'll review them at dinner with Holden and you. Bozos. Did we do that? So, yeah, we did. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. So Jack sends me a picture of Bozo the Clown. So, I mean, you know, come Actually, on. I sent you a picture of some rogue clown. Yeah, it was a rogue else. clown. I sent you original And you, of Bozo. course, went to the Wikipedia yeah. page yeah. because that's research. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. But anyway, <laughs> summing up. Well, that was a quick summary. <laughs> okay, and thank you for coming, Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> You've been a good guest. You really have been. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to tell this little story. Uh-oh. When you were, you, you became a state. Uh, yes, regional became, state, state master counselor. You and I did an interview in the hallway at Masonic Village. Remember that? Yes. And I recorded it, and I played it. And we listened to it, and we said, we can't use this. <laughs> because your answers were mechanically mm-hmm. by the book. Yeah, I, I remember. Thought, I remember that. Yes. And I just felt so bad about it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things the guy said, it's not going to be like that interview, is it? I said, no, 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 no. I said, hey, he's completely different now, and you have been a great guest. Thank you. You've opened up. Your, your, it's been great having you on. I know we're going to have you back on again, mm-hmm. so be prepared to come back in your right. journey. And okay. I want to say once sorry, yeah, about that, um, I think it's the Blue Lodge that really gave me this talkative uh, setting and that I could like uh, convey my emotions. Yeah, I'm glad, so I'm, articulately. I'm, yeah. I'm, so talk yeah, about yeah. talk about that because even yeah yeah if, right yeah maybe come on I want to hear more about maybe it. six months ago I probably yeah. still would have been reserved and just like spitting out something that would move us along, but now I want to really tell well, you. Well, you also I'm had dinner with us previously tonight, and you saw what we operate like. And, yeah. Well, you've been listening to the show, so you know that too. Yeah. But you fit right in, and we're really really happy. So, is there a population of kids your age? that are at that point where you'd really like where they would really like to like kick over into into adulting mm-hmm. and and just understand that skill set better um i can't think of anyone but i know that i would definitely be in that demographic yeah. uh, uh, some of my friends you, some of my friends i feel are definitely more mature than i am at at times but i'm i'm getting there i'm getting there and that's what and I think the Blue Lodge helped a lot kickstart that. But enjoy your youth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Enjoy your youth. But here's another thing, too. He has a brother who is, what, a sophomore in high school right now? No, he's actually a freshman. A freshman? He's still a freshman. Get and out. he's kicking butt as master counselor for our chapter right now. He's unbelievable. Yep. I, I heard his flower ceremony, and mm-hmm. I thought, this kid is a natural. Yeah. And he's got acting abilities because he's on stage plays. He's in musicals. Yep. He is... Phenomenal. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Now, you were crazy. great. You were wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say, don't please don't. He's no, no really offense. good. I've definitely, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's taking he's initiative. He's going to be in line. He's going to be coming in, mm-hmm. uh, what, about how many years? 18. He's what? He's only a freshman. Oh, my yeah. God. He's doing math. <laughs> <laughs> it's five more years. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 
Anyway. All right. I wanted to mention Kenton, Kenton Green. Mm-hmm. Look for him. He's well, he is be fif- around. He's 15 now, so. He's 15. Okay, there him. you go. In August, he turns. What? 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 I just wanted to know if you had any more questions. You can't, you're thinking. Uh, yeah. Did it interrupt you? Really? You good? Nope. Sorry. I, I, I think we are ready to take our <laughs> final break tonight, and we'll be right back to wrap up episode number 153. Are the chickens back? Way to go, Larry. we gotta got to bring them back into the building. Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is here to bring you an update from my lodge, the Brogan Pla number 377. Well, March is to an end, and I have a quick story for you all. As we all know, March brings St. Patrick's Day. I know that some lodges will celebrate that holiday with a party or maybe even a dance. Well, heck, just over the Blue Mountains from us is a good-sized Irish-American enclave. They have a lodge, and every year they throw a wonderful good St. Patrick's Day dance with a live band, lots of Guinness, and all the corned beef and cabbage you can eat. But we Pennsylvania Dutch do not celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Did you know that we have our own saint that we revere? And her day just happens to fall on March 17th as well. No lie. We celebrate and honor St. Gertrude. St. Gertrude was born in Nivelles, France in 625 Hayama. That's a long time ago. (laughs) She is celebrated as the patron saint of cats. But more importantly, she is also the patron saint of gardeners. And since we Pennsylvania Dutch have such a strong agricultural background, we tend to gravitate more to her than the guy with all the shamrocks. It is tradition among the Pennsylvania Dutch to plant your peas and onions on St. Gertrude's Day. If done, you will ensure a good harvest later on in the year. So it is fitting that our lodge also celebrate her memory. While the O'Shea's and O'Connor's over the mountain were drinking their green beer, who ever heard of such nonsense, we held our annual St. Gertrude's Day dance and social. It's always such a nice event for the brethren and their significant others. After a long window, it gives us all a chance to blow off some steam and beat that cabin fever that one often feels by mid-March. This year, we invited the Apple Butter Gang family band to provide the entertainment. Now, they play good old music, you know, the kind you can hold on to. Old Granny Shizzle on accordion, Pappy Van Fickle on bass, Chani Schmoger on guitar, and our own brother Bobby Geig on the fiddle. The night found a packed social hall, the band wailing away on stage, guests enjoying dandelion wine and fresh Bach beer. The ring bologna and cheese was being passed around. Everybody was in a great mood. Traditional barn dances like Swinger Over the Haymond and Watch Out for the Cowflopper were played and everyone danced up a storm. In honor of St. Gertrude, we all had our necklace with a plastic onion hanging from it around our necks. I guess to the outsider, our ways may seem weird or strange, much like our fraternity. But as you all know, my brethren, once you knock, have that door open to you, you learn and see why we do what we do. And this leads to an understanding of something new, and we all grow from that experience. So next March, whether you're Pennsylvania Dutch or not, come knock on the door at our St. Gertrude's Day dance. One of us will respond, and you too can learn a new dance move, eat some cured meats, and join in the fellowship. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. 
To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel. Just search for PA Dutch 101. And we're back, uh, wrapping up tonight's episode with Holden Green. Holden, it's been great to have you here. Uh, Thank you. I actually was uh, honored to be able to attend your fellow craft degree. Mm-hmm. And, Masturbation uh, degree. I was not able to be at that Fellowcraft, one. yeah. But um, I really, it's been exciting to follow you thus far in your Masonic journey and look forward to our paths crossing in the future um, as you continue on that path. So Certainly. thanks for being with us tonight. The way we normally wrap up is to go around the horn and talk about what we have coming up Masonically. Uh, so, Holden, why don't you start us tonight? Do you have anything coming up in the next uh, month or so? Why don't you start and let me think? Okay. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I like the way he did that. You're a regular. That's good. I think, I think he has, has potential. So, I will start, since my list tends to be long. Um, I'll, I'll skip. One, because it'll happen before the episode drops. Uh, Sunday, Ubar Grotto will be having its convivial, uh, which means lots of meat and a degree to be performed. Uh, Those are separate things, by the way. Right. Just saying. (laughs) Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, Next Tuesday, March 28th, I will be attending the Robert Burns Banquet in Harrisburg, at Robert Burns Lodge in Harrisburg. Uh, On April the 1st, I will be up in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania. Uh, where I'll be doing a training for secretaries and treasurers in the 15th Masonic District. And I will be, oh gosh, it's going to escape me. There's a great cigar place up there. They're not a sponsor. But uh, anyway, the one in Clark Summit, it's amazing. I'll be there the night before. Uh, on April the 3rd, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 will not only be having its stated meeting, oyster. but we will be having our oyster dinner, 3rd District oyster dinner. Uh, if, well, actually, if you hear this episode and you want to come, you better call quickly because the deadline is coming up soon. Uh, and then on April the 2nd, the night before that, is the Valley of Harrisburg uh, rendition of the Passion Play. That'll be at 2 p.m. on Sunday, April the 2nd at the Valley of Harrisburg. There is no charge for that. If you're in the Harrisburg area, we would welcome you to come by for that. Um, haven't been able to do that for a few years because of COVID and other things. And they've actually redone the, the uh, degree just a little bit. So um, April that's April the 2nd in Harrisburg. And I will pause there. Larry, what do you got coming up? Goose and gridiron tomorrow. They've already uh, missed it. Tall Cedars the following <laughs> Tuesday. And Sandy Hoover's catering our formal event it's well, i don't want to mention it's widow's night um that that i guess that's pretty much it okay yeah Jack. oh he's got his calendar up what <laughs> uh no i um it looks like i have a third degree tomorrow um so that's cool Nobody asked me to help or anything, so... You're going to be a pass master on the sidelines? No, I'm going to be grumpy as hell. Uh Uh-oh. Grumpy? So... Yeah, I I have been asked by 
I don't even know if I should talk about that. I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I'm in, I'm, I'm, um, I was asked by a Grand Lodge officer to participate in a Grand Lodge thing. Cool. And that's, um, that's kind of more details to come. That's kind of where I'm, yeah, I'm not going to get an office or anything, but I'm going to do some grunt work for somebody. Um, which is fine. I, I, I love that. Um, I did, I did want to just say that at this thing that we did on Saturday at the Grand Lodge, I, I, I had a, I had a moment which really made me feel really good. I told you guys at dinner, uh, I'm walking out into the hallway from the meeting room and coming up the stairs and around the corner is the entire grand line of the Grand Lodge, Pennsylvania. And I shook hands with everybody. And then after they went into the room and I went down the hall, I realized they know me. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, that's, that's a fun feeling. It just it, it's nice to know that you're known, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I, you know, purely egotistical. I get it. It's just me being, you know, being about me. But there's something cool about that, um, especially in Pennsylvania, because you go to other Grand Lot. I went to North Carolina one time and I'm talking at dinner with this guy in, you know, a cowboy shirt and uh, a bolo tie. And 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 I said, so are you a member here? He says, yeah, I'm junior warden. And I was past master or past grandmaster of the state of North Carolina. And he's just like a regular dude. He's in the line. He's going through. He's, you know, he's a junior warden. So, um, so, but in Pennsylvania, there's a little bit of pomp and circumstance that goes with that. Yeah. And it's, it, so it's kind of cool to be recognized by those guys. But as far as what's coming up, um, not a ton. I'm just, uh, just keeping doing the stuff I do. Great. We'll keep it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Holden. All right. Now that time? I had a chance to think. There you go. Um, very close things in my f- near future would be, uh, I'm actually receiving my obligation into Amaranth next Thursday. Okay. Um, and in between that point and the date I'm about to talk about, I'll have to join Eastern star because I will, will be grand page at grand chapter for Eastern star. Oh, ah, cool. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I'll be wearing my pink vest and All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. You look like a big Canada Mint. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's no way in the world that as a Hoover you're not going to be in some of those bodies. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Yep. You got it's, it. It's, it's, no, that's why they're the first ones I'm don't joining. Don't even fight it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Joshy. Uh, I think before next episode I will have lodge meeting. You will. And I'll have the episode, and I think that's it. Okay. That's a lot. So, so before we turn the chickens loose, one yeah. thing that we want to make everyone aware of is that on Sunday, May the 7th, at 4 p.m. at the Valley of Reading uh, will be the public memorial service for our good buddy and uh, founder, Pete Ruggieri. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to have lots of people there. Yep. If you, you are mm-hmm. able to get to Reading, Pennsylvania on Sunday, May the 7th, uh, we would welcome you. It's 4 p.m. is the start time. Um, Stephanie has indicated that at least for a couple of hours beforehand uh, on Sunday, she'll be around to meet and greet folks. Uh, there'll be a visitation. And then if you're in the area on Saturday, uh, pay close attention to the Facebook page. She's hoping to have something on Saturday for folks that maybe are already in town that uh, want to hang out and catch up. So. 
Uh, if you're if you can, uh, I'm telling everyone to bring fun and bring that. bring some bring fun. fun. Bring, bring some fun. fun. Yes. Uh, there will be a Masonic service, obviously, to kick things off, and there'll be an opportunity for folks to share memories and uh, celebrate a great life lived by our good buddy Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, Larry? I just we... want to bring up one thing before we close. Sounds we like mentioned it. one of our advertisers, Scott J. Helm Electric Company, and I just wanted to mention that Scott has uh, is one of our advertisers and a good friend of ours, and uh, he's he's now head of Ubar. He's a monarch of Ubar he is, Grotto. Yeah, he is very dedicated, great uh, great individual, very proactive in Scottish right in the Valley of Reading, but his company does residential services. Emergency repair services, commercial services. I mean, the guy is a master electrician. And, and he, we'll even say he wired this joint. He wired yes. this, and we yeah. haven't burned the building. We have yet. not burned so down yet. Therefore, he must be pretty good. You should see be. the amount of heaters. We the can number plug of heaters we have to plug in for Larry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because <laughs> we don't have heated space. We don't have any extension no, cords. No. We got outlets all yeah. over the place. And it, it's amazing, but uh, he does new construction services as well. I just wanted to mention that. And uh, Scott Helm is. Uh, you can contact Scott at his phone number is four eight four. 905-1938. That is oh, his home number, that's folks. A, that's his phone number, yeah. Ooh. So that, call him after nine. That's what he has here in his advertisement. <laughs> is that, that's on the interwebs. Yeah, so go is. to his interwebsite. Yes. That's right. That's there. Does he have a website, Larry? He has a website. It's uh, What would that website be, Larry? That website. Let's see. It's all the way at the top. Yeah, scroll, oh, scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. Come on. No, Use those veggies. No, no, no. no. Anyway, come on, cornbread, get her done. You you can get a hold of him, S Helm, at sjhelmelectric.com. So he has an email address. He has an email. Oh, here's his website. There (laughs) There it is. It's at the very bottom in small print, sjhelmelectric.com. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Well done. There you go. Good man. So, you all want to watch Harry, Harry, Larold's head explode? Uh oh. Hey, what? Joshy, release the chickens. Oh, okay. Here we go. They won't let me tell my joke, by the no, way. No, I no. told it to them before. That's a hard no. That's a no. hard no. Special thanks to our producer and director, Josh Lamberton, who continues to make the show really great. To Jack Harley, our, we didn't have news tonight. Our news director... No Sorry. news again tonight. I had a kidney stone. I couldn't do it. Oh, Tim Dedman, our marketing director. To Michelle Snyder, Doug Maddenford, and Austin Schiffler. Masonic Light Podcast contrast. What? Schiffrin. 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 I have Schiffrin. Schiffrin. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, and, and, and to our listeners who always make doing this show worthwhile, this is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening wherever you are. This is Tim. And Jack. And, and Josh. And Holden. Woo! Sorry, Holden. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody.
So I will start since my list tends to be long. Um, I'll, I'll skip one because it'll happen before the episode drops. Uh, Sunday, Uber.